those calendars that were like 365 pages and you'd rip off one every day? Oh, yeah. There was one of them that was brain puzzles and it said the hardest tongue twister in the world is Peggy Babcock. And if you could say it like five times fast. You're a genius. That's special. Yeah. But it's really hard. Like Peggy, Peggy Babcock, Babcock, Peggy Babcock, Peggy Babcock, Peggy Babcock. It's really hard. Welcome to the coven. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. I wrote, welcome to the coven. You're so cheesy. I love it. I love the idea that we're having a little bit of a, of unity here. I agree. You know? I um, think it's very nice. I like it. Some sisterhood. Some sisterhood. And brotherhood. You know, no judge. Oh, I was just meeting you and me. Forget about all those other people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my name is Macy. Macy Frazier. I am uh, Charlie's cousin. This is Charlie. I am Charlie. She's my cousin. And we are cousins. And we got some weird family shit that we think that we can talk about. I think we're also going to talk a little bit about what kind of drew us to this lifestyle, what got us into it, why we're here, and uh, why we're called the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good place to kind of, to pounce off of. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. I feel like... Most things that you need to know can come from the name. Uh, witch uh, doesn't necessarily just mean pagan, doesn't mean Wiccan, doesn't mean... It means a lot of things. Uh, we're going to be touching on pretty much all things spiritual, uh, even the paranormal, because we are both paranormal buffs. And Fiends. We love it. Um, but a little bit of everything, because when you're starting out, as we are, I mean, we are novices, I mean, really at this. You might say we're amateurs. And, you know, that's really the better word to use. I was, it was provided to me, and I didn't take it. Um, so we're new to this, and I know that a lot of people are new to this, and it's just such a huge just vast amount of information. Hard to navigate. It is, and, you know, choosing where you want to begin. I mean, where do you even begin? So I know that we can't be the only two people out there who are... Absolutely not. No. And they're, who are trying to wade through this just absolute huge amount of information. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it, it is hard sometimes, too, when you're getting into this, to be solitary. I, for the longest time, would consider myself solitary in my practice. I didn't have a group or, like, a coven to go right. hang out with and teach me these things. I didn't have a, a figure, an older figure, to help me navigate mm-hmm. It was mostly, like, the internet and so many conflicting sources. Exactly. And we're going to be another one of those conflicting sources. Yeah, that's sources. true, too. <laughs> but that's our goal is, you know, just to provide some some top-level information, you know, just on Top the surf- shelf. Yeah, like, well, no. Oh, you we're mean not, like... <laughs> I mean, like, um, we're not getting into the nitty-gritty. We're just kind of scraping the surface. Scraping the surface. Yeah. We're not top shelf is what you're saying. No, well, I mean, no. We're like $2 Tuesdays. <laughs> that's exactly... We're happy hour. <laughs> Um, but essentially uh, our goal is to provide information for you to go on your own uh, searches and certain things jump out to different people. I kind of delve into different things than Charlie does. Mm -hmm. So she'll be bringing things that I wouldn't usually. So we're going to have a good wide swath of what we talk about and things that can hopefully jump out at you to kind of go on your own rabbit hole searches. And, and kind of, and that's what it's all about is finding what feels right to you, what makes sense to you. I'm sure at some point on this show, you and I are going to totally disagree on oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure we're going to fight about stuff. I hope we do. I, I think that do. is healthy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's healthy. I think it's absolutely healthy to do it because because we both have a healthy dose of skepticism as well. Yeah. In different areas. Which is perfect. Mm-hmm. We just want to talk and let you decide what's right, what's bullshit, and what you much feel yeah we're pretty much your guides but we don't have like a headlamp and we didn't bring enough equipment and, uh, and we've never we've never before. been on the hiking trail before but my goodness we're going to try our best we're gonna try our best 
So, I mean, what more could you want? You could want professionals. Well, then you don't listen to a podcast that has the word amateur then in it. you go to the fucking professional Do you realize hour. what narcissists we are? We are literally making it everyone else's fault that we're... It's like, well, it's your fault that you came to listen to us because we're bad. You knew we were going to be bad. We're amateurs. Is that wrong? Should we not do that? I think it's just... <laughs> I think it's us. So listen to us. Amateur narcissists. Talk about some stuff we got off of Pinterest. And uh, if we're wrong, screw you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different show since you guys don't know really much about us. We're not going to delve into our personal bios very much, but uh, more like reasons as to why we are kind of venturing into this massive amount of information and each of you know our individual stories as to why we got interested in all of this. Charlie's never heard uh, the origin lineage story as to why our family's a little bit weird. Our mother witch. Yes. The matriarch. Matriarchal witch. witch. Interesting story. So I'm going to be telling her actually that story Mm -hmm. on this recording. What are you doing? I'm getting my notes ready and I'm trying to be silent because right before we started this podcast, you told me to not make noise with my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrified of you, Macy. That's the usual response. <laughs> Good. Okay, you got your notes ready. I got my notes ready. Um, and so... And I just want to point out this major difference between us. Like, I have bulleted points about notes that I want to talk on, and I put them in a binder, and I have my pen at the ready to make notes, and you are just chilling, and you just want to, like, let it free, just go free. I know you're being legitimately nice. But does, it, like, does it come off dickish? It kind of comes off like a little mean girl. you like, oh, I love how you're just sitting there and doing fucking no, nothing. I love how you just wear anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. So it kind of, I knew that wasn't no, what you I, meant. In fact, if anything, I meant it in the opposite way because I just, I feel like things work better when you just like, hey, let's have a loose idea and let's go into it and let's just have a chat. Well, you, Over here, I'm like, my name is Charlie. I was born on this date. And you know what I mean? Well, you do know that I was the eighth best impromptu speaker in the nation, Charlie. Well, how do you fucking know? I'm just saying. Well, you know. I took a year and a half out of community college. Boom! Do you want to tell your story first and then <clears> wait for <throat> me to tell you my story so you can have your mind blown about the family heritage? Yes, let's okay. save that. I want to. Because I want to absolutely enjoy that. Uh, my mother is the one who I've got all this from. I've learned everything from. She's got all the books. All the, I remember growing up. She, she's, I was reading that. T- when we were helping them move the other day, I was reading her books and, and they're amazing. I mean, there's everything from natural medicine. There's energy healing, essential oils, and yeah, I mean, just literally everything. So I grew up being so interested in this stuff and reading about it. And ever since I was little, I've had this thing where the palm of my hands would itch or burn or feel kind of, I don't want to say tingly because that could could very well be a medical problem, but you know, just kind of had this like stagnant or like pent up energy to them. I remember I would rub my hands together when I was feeling that way. And it was always in a time of like anxiety, even in a good way, like if something exciting was coming up and my mom would take my hands in her hands and she'd be like, feel how hot your hands are, Charlie. She's like, you are a healer. And that just made her so happy, you know? And I was like, (laughs) you know, I was happy about it too. And then I hit that 13, 14 year old stage where just everything your parents say is stupid and it's wrong. And I became just evangelical about this is all bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> and it's placebo, and the placebo oh, gosh. is the most powerful, meh, meh, meh. you know, which I remember you, I remember that was your MySpace title was Placebo Shall Please. 
Was that really? It, it, for some reason, that has always stuck with me. It was your name. Like, you know, you could change your MySpace name. Yeah, which re- was, by the way, Mascara Bleeds Into My Eye. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I remember because I was younger, you know, I'm five years younger. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't, you know, this is MySpace time. So Way I think, to brag. I, well, I, and I think I was only in like seventh grade when you did this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what placebo meant. And I remember I asked you and I was like, what does placebo mean? I was like, what is Placebo? Did I, did I fucking go Shall off on please? a tangent? I remember that you did. You really did. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, aggressive, but I remember you were, like, on your, like, mm-hmm. pulpit oh, about yeah. it, you oh, know? Yeah. I was getting hot. You were, yeah. And uh, so that's really funny that you say that because I remember that fate. And you would have been about 16. That's funny that because I don't even, I don't remember that at all. But I know that that was my mindset. I know that I must have just learned the word Placebo, so I was... Enlightened. Using it a bunch. But yeah, so I hit that stride where it's just, I didn't believe it. And I was kind of actively, I don't want to say making fun, but I was actively like, oh, these people, you know, and even, even a little bit like my mom, you know, I never was hateful about it or whatever, but I was just kind of like, I wonder why she believes that Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So ironically, the majority of stuff that I did learn came from this time. Like one thing I thought was really interesting is I once had my palm read and they told me that I have something called the healer's lines, which if you're familiar with it, it's like a little space under your pinky and it's like some vertical, just a couple of vertical lines of your pinky. And it's supposed to be the sign that you get or the mark that you get if you are a healer. Just at the time, whatever that's stupid. You know, I kept having all these signs. I read a bunch of books about this because I was trying to see why do these people think this way? Because I knew something was different with me. Like, I knew I didn't quite believe the same things everybody else did. Uh, yeah, I you know understand I mean? that. Yeah. I, and, I, and it's like, I tried. I did too. I really tried. And I knew it wasn't right. And I was like, listen, I believe that whatever is out there, it knows me. Like, I feel like it can see into and through me. Uh-huh. And it knows I'm not telling the truth right now. Yeah. He, it, she, they, however you want to look at it. So that actually led me to kind of shy away from all of it. Even when I got into massage therapy school, it was a means to an end. And that's where I continued to learn more. I met people who, some of them, have abilities of their own or they have knowledge of their own that they shared. Massage school is exactly what you would expect it to be. Really, it was really a space to open up. And it was very cool to talk about some of the stuff that I had been scared to talk to. So after all of that in my history, I was at a bar with my husband two months ago. They had these posters all over the wall. Come see this person play live and let's do this and that. There was this beautiful poster. It had like some palmistry on it and had a couple of symbols. And I was just kind of falling back into this. So when I saw this big poster with this palmistry up on it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And it said DFW Witchy Bazaar. And I immediately thought of Macy. I took a picture of it and I sent it to her. And she was just like, fuck yes, let's go. I feel like that was actually a huge catalyst. That was a huge catalyst for me. And I don't even think we knew it at the time. No, not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband, as supportive and wonderful as he is, he is a stone cold uh, skeptic, which is wonderful. I think it's great. I think it's great sometimes. I need that to balance me out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I go off the deep end, he's there to kind of say, okay, but what if it's confirmation bias Mm -hmm. or just you know unrelated factors stuff like that I need that in my life but 
when I do want to just have conversations about stuff like this, or if I want to say, hey, I woke up and I felt like I was in a really good energy, or sometimes even weird things like you go to the store and you want to pick out a shirt or something, and you're like, I'm going to pick this one over that one because this one has a better energy to it. I can't say that kind of stuff to him, and I didn't have anyone to say it to. It was really, really cool that you and I were both kind of beginning to drop oh, little yeah. drop little things here and there about, I just feel like this has a good energy. Yeah. You, you, we and I feel like we were like kind that. of timid I in feel, the beginning. Exactly. I feel it was almost like, because Macy is a longtime confidant of mine, I feel like. I mm. feel like we've de- definitely had some conversations that I could ta- I could bring to her and feel safe. So that was one of them. It started off very slow. Hey, let's do, you know, I like this energy or... I really like to be outside. Sometimes I think it's therapeutic. It was Mm. kind of beating around the bush. Um, So anyway, we went to this witchy bazaar. And particularly that night. Yeah, that changed things for me. That night, I feel like, put us individually on some pretty sweet paths. But I feel like it put us on a path for this to I happen. think it did. I think it absolutely it did. It absolutely put us on this, like, converging path where this was going to happen and this podcast was going to come together and we were going to work. You know? Yeah, We were exactly. going to work in some way with this. I, I guess that's that's where we are now. And we haven't spoken so much for about a month. Like, we'll say, oh, I've been feeling this way right. or I believe. But we haven't really got into really deep details because we knew this podcast was coming up and we kind of want to explore and talk about things together like for the first time here with everybody listening whenever they show up whenever they show up (laughs) (laughs) the day comes and we go to the witchy bazaar and it's this really cool little setup outside of a sweet little dive bar it was awesome yeah it was and when i say dive bar that kind of conjures a certain image it was like a nice yeah it was like a craft pool hall yes it was very cool i don't know if we can say their name but i'm going to it's a tin panther it was a great club it was wonderful outside they have a really large parking lot and everyone was offering something different there was tarot readings rune readings, all kinds of readings, divination, henna tattoos, massage, reiki. There was some really good art there. Oh, yeah. Really, really good art. Little witchy boxes, crystals, like everything. It was such a cool experience. And I had never really been to something like that. Yeah, oh, me neither. I mean, I've been to metaphysical stores, which I think are really fun in yeah. themselves. Uh, but just so many people coming together. And they were all like small businesses, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool how you and I were kind of drawn, I think, to different things. We did. We split up for a while. We did split up. And that was, like, not our intention. Like, we were going to hit each booth and kind of see what's up. But we hit each booth, got a feel for it, and then we split up for, like, an hour, I feel like. Yeah, about. I was off, I don't know, something or other, just kind of perusing. And you were having a really interesting conversation. I was having a really interesting conversation. Yeah. So this is what started my whole deal. I'm officially started, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. This was the catalyst that kind of like led me chasing information. I feel like the catalyst is a good point because I feel like there was no starting point. Exactly. I feel like it's been this way for both of us. I don't want to speak for both of us, but for forever. Yeah. (laughs) And this, it's all been kind of chugging along. Until now. Until now. Basically, this conversation. Because you walked away changed. I did. She changed me. It was this it was this really incredible woman and um if I can find out if I'm allowed to do it, I'm gonna I still have her card and I'll put their their business up and like 
the description. Mm-hmm. Her, her name is Wendy, and she's absolutely phenomenal. And what started it was that I was asking about those Oracle decks. And so I went over there, and I was, I was talking to her, and, and asking her really what they were and what the difference was between, like, a tarot deck. I really wasn't sure. And so she was, we were just talking back and forth, and I just saw these runes, these spectacular runes. And I kept glancing at them, and I just kept talking to her, and then I would look down and look down and just keep... And I, I what is this? I just interrupted her. Like, I feel like she was still talking to me, and I was just like, what, what is going, what is this? It was just like, they were burning into my retinas. Calling. They yes, were calling. they were, it was, it was just, it was so interesting. And she kind of looked at me, and she looked down, and she was like, oh, these are runes. And, you know, she gave me a bit of a backstory and a little bit of how to use them, talking to her about it. And I could feel myself getting so excited about it. And, you know, and she... She told me they're um they're car they're bone runes, which I just think is really really interesting. It was um a very it was a humane natural death. It was an alligator. <laughs> it was a humane kill. Sorry, vegans. Yeah, it was. I mean, I just wanted to get that. It wasn't like she went and like knifed it. It was a you know it was very humane kill is like whispering very sweet things as you shove it. Back. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Not what I meant. No, natural death. Sorry, Wendy. Um, oh God. And, uh, so no, it was, uh, and so they're bones and they're actually made, they're, uh, the scoops of the spine. So we, um, in the diagrams of your spinal cord, it has like that notch on the back. They're kind of spiky on the back. That's what are nicked off and they're not super deep spikes. And so on the flat end is where she carved the ruin and they're made of that spongy bone tissue. It's really, really neat. And they rattle really good. I love it. So anyway, I was talking to her about them and I wasn't aware she actually made the runes. She made them herself. Yeah. And the mat. While I was talking to her, there was this black leather casting mat, and it's an elemental casting mat, and it's it's just the most beautiful thing. And I kept doing to that what I did with her originally with the runes. And once again, I'm pretty sure I interrupted her, and I was like, what is that mat? So I had already gotten the runes at this point. Like, I had purchased them from her, and I had them, and I tied them to my skirt. I remember that. I was wearing yeah. that long skirt, and I tied them there, and I felt like such a badass. Yeah. And so I had them on there. I just kept talking to her and she was really, she was so incredible at giving me information and she just explained it in layman's terms and it just, and I just interrupted her and because I just kept looking, I said, I have to buy that mat. I have to have the mat that goes with them. I can't, I can't not. And just, I'll never forget it. And like, cause she was so excited talking to me about this because I think she could tell that I was really interested. Mm-hmm. Like it was really almost a necessity mm-hmm. for me to talk to her. So I just, I, I have to buy the mat. And she got so serious and, you know, she, she looked at me and she just like, and it sounds, if you didn't see it, it sounds silly, but she just got so, and she just nodded and went good. Like yeah. just, she's so assured, just mm-hmm. good. She had, she broke out into chills on her arms everywhere. And she said, she showed them to me. She was like, this is, yeah. this is good. I, there's a huge difference between buying something because it looks cool, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And obtaining something that was meant to be yours. Exactly. You know, and she could probably tell the difference and that's, it was great. And so like, just, we took the runes home and, um, you know, I absolutely had never used them before in my life. Really, that was the first day that I had become actually introduced to them and what they were. You know, I'd seen the symbols before, but never knew that's what they belonged to. So we casted the runes and they just fucking nailed it. And we could feel it. Like, I mean, it, the energy in the, it was just like pulsing out mm-hmm. of the runes. Like, I just, it was unbelievable. The whole day combined with how we kind of came back and I remember we like set up our space we cleared it. Like everything about that day, it was full of energy. It was it positive, was creative energy. Yeah, it's almost like again. I personally don't think I even realized it until I was out of the situation. Exactly, it was a life changing day. Mm. 
So that was, that's like the catalyst. Do you want to hear the start? Mm. Do you want to hear the cause? Are we going to do it? Yes. Are we getting into it? I have been waiting. Okay. So this is a very important story. This is about Mamaw Minnie. And Mamaw Minnie, our great-great-grandmother. So honestly, not that long back. Like, Now what part of the world is this happening in? Are we in Texas? Yet? Yes. Arbela area, I'm pretty sure. Um, Shout out to Arbela, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mamaw Minnie was a really interesting character. She was definitely a recluse. She didn't get out very much. She didn't go to church, which this was mm. back then. That was strange. A woman. Yeah. Especially, yeah. And she was real um, sturdy, built, and, you know, she was just very... She was different, you know. She... Just picturing, like, a big German woman. Well, she was... there. I've seen a picture of her before, and she's very... She was sitting in a chair, and there was a bunch of children around mm-hmm. her. She Is it re- one of those pe- pictures where the person just looks utterly unhappy? It's very spooky. It's kind of a spooky <laughs> picture. Yeah, because of that reason. Everybody is just mean mugging, mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> Some mamma mini mean mug. <laughs> <laughs> Merch! <laughs> Um, and so anyway, she was a healer. I, I call her because I think she was, she was a witch doctor and she used a lot of herbs. Um, she would use certain, it's not really been solidified by the family what she would say, um, when she would do her healings. Uh, grandma Friddle, our great grandmother said that she thought that she heard her read scripture one time and she saw someone's very bad bleeding instantly stop. Um, and so that was just a memory that she had. I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. She read... The story was really passed to our grandmother from her sister, from Mamma Minnie's sister. So it would be, I think, grandma's great aunt. Yeah. That's kind of where a lot of this came from. So she said she would mumble things. They don't really know what she was saying. She would just always speak these words. And mm. she would cure a lot of young girls. And one of the, uh, she would cure thrush, which was a big, and there weren't a lot of people who gave a shit about that yeah, back then, you right. know. But she would do all kinds of things. And people would bring their children to her house all hours of the night. You just, and this went on for a long time. There was a secret to all of this, though. Uh, whatever she did, it was it was a very closed secret, and it had to be kept within family lineage. She decided to pass this information on to him, as it should go. He was her firstborn son. She told him this, or whatever, whatever this magic or ability is, whatever was causing these people to get better and her to be able to do all of this, she started passing this down to him. But she made it very, very clear, it can't be shared. It can't be... You know, it can't, it just can't happen. You can't tell. It has to be kept within the bloodline. It's a trust thing. Well, lo and behold, he says, fuck all to that and tells his wife oh. everything. It stopped. Everything stopped. Mamma Minnie apparently spent weeks in the bed crying for weeks. I mean, it, what it destroyed it, whatever it was. We're fragmented at this right. point. You know, I feel like we all have pieces of what she had. Right. Okay, so again, but it gets weirder. I've never heard this story. I haven't told you the best part. Because Grandma is very connected to this woman. Right. She said she only, I think she died when she was six, mm. but she's come to her in dreams. And she, I mean, she's always, and she, Grandma has always done aromatherapy, and she's always been, mm-hmm. you know. She's, she's like the post And she's built witch. just like her. Yeah. I mean, they are built really? so similarly, yes. And it, it's just really wild. Grandma wrote this beautiful poem, uh, the story in it, and it's gorgeous. It's like a big ballad, and I'll put that up in the show description Does so it like, have it can be read. Something many as the title. Yes, because I feel like I've seen it a hundred times. Yes, but I've never like digested it. Yes, and so basically, the lineage of how it should have gone. Opposite genders pass it, so father passes it to daughter. So she, so she was trying it to pass it to her son. Yeah. So, but if she would have picked Avon, 
Avon would have passed it to Grandma, who mm-hmm. would have passed it to Tony, right. who would have passed it to you. So that's what's so interesting about and all of this. And you know what else is resonating, I guess, with me? And, and you know this, I haven't said it yet, but one of the things that I really like to work with is ancestors, ancestral mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is... Yeah. This is something that has, like, actually changed, I think, how I'm going to see things. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, see, Grandma is a bit more um, skeptical about it. Right. Well, no, she admits She's a healthy medium. She is. And she was explaining to me about it, and I I used the word witch doctor today, Mm -hmm. and she was like, well, I never really thought of calling her that. You know, Mm -hmm. she said, I think she was just more of a healer, and... Right. But then, you know, she said... But what societally would someone call... A woman who healed people out of her home. Yeah, with with herbs herbs and words and smoke. Yeah. You know, I I call that a witch doctor. Yeah. uh, Which I think is incredible. Yeah. So, like, my whole, my theory has always been that whenever that was obliterated, everybody got a piece of it. So it it, shattered. It shattered it. And so instead of being the powerful one being, Mm -hmm. it's split about everybody. A lot of members in our family, we, we all feel that we have some sort of sense, uh, you know, and they, they manifest themselves a little bit differently. You know, I can feel certain energies, certain emotions, almost in an empathic way. I would say that. I would say that you are an empath. Yeah. It, I, I would say that's accurate. It's some situations involving anger or any, I have to, I just leave. I can't take mm-hmm. it. And like, there's a lot of emotions that I physically feel every, mm-hmm. from other people. And, um, you know, so, and I can just feel certain things like that. And I've always been able to do that. And, you know, my mom is like prophetic with her ability. She'll say someone's name and for the first time in a million years and then get a call like the next day. I literally, first of all, I don't feel like we've ever talked about that. Uh, What? I, 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 okay. So from my point of view, our family is very, I feel like our family is very kind of in touch with like holistic stuff or more natural stuff you know very very kind of earth-based but i've never really thought about people and their specific i don't want to say abilities no but you're right like there's (laughs) there's definitely or if you know if you want to be skeptical about it there's a certain set of coincidences that follow certain people in the family and right you know and and it just really it does like you know growing up my mom is a hairstylist and Mm -hmm. so she's you know a certain appointment certain clients and you know, occasionally she wouldn't hear from one for years, you know, mm-hmm. just something happened and, you know, people usually are really close with their stylist, so they wonder and the stylists wonder too. And uh, so she'll say like their name or it could have been a childhood friend, anything like just super and within like a week. And just offhanded. Like, offhanded. Be like whatever happened. Yeah. To fucking so-and-so. Exactly. And so then like within a week, they'll either have contacted someone or like she will have heard from them. It's my whole life and it happens all the time. Thinking about it now, there are definitely times where she has said things like, oh, I bet this is going to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. She's usually right. Very much so. So what so, is your ability? I was going to say to be a little bit of, you know, bring folks back around to me, which is where I wanted it. <laughs> um, I don't want to say I can feel because I'm not. I'm not an empath. I am i don't think I am. <laughs> as far as like feeling energies in my hands, I'm kind of hesitant to even kind of talk about that kind of stuff because... I just, I think that all people can do this kind I, of I stuff. agree. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think it's like, I'm this and yeah. you're that. I just think that maybe you're better at some right. things versus others. Well, and I just think we're just not as attuned to what we used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our instincts aren't being employed mm. anymore. And so well, they don't have to be. Exactly. And so, so we've lost them. Exactly. You know, just, you use it or lose it. And we've lost it. And I think that... 
you know, you're right. I don't think that it's just like you have this one skill or you have no skills at all. I think you just might have a little bit of an opening there to that mm-hmm. information that might be closed off in somebody mm-hmm. else. And your real powerhouses are just able to either open them all up or were born with more of that ability. But I think it's natural for everybody. And I think it's also a, it, I think it can be a learned behavior. Oh, I agree. To, to an extent. I just think you can learn stuff like that. If if you don't, if you feel the energies in a physical way, like in your hands, or if you're not a healer, I think you can sit down and really try and it'll come. I think so. I mean, I, the biggest thing with me, I know there are people who don't believe that though. So, well, there are, and you know, and by all rights, it makes sense because it almost sounds like an easily convenient solution. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you mean you? Okay, so you just like sit in a room and think about. Oh, it so everybody has happens. these abilities, and so why is it special? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I understand it. You know, and I, I kind of, I used to be that way. I used to be very skeptical about it all. You know, and I think a lot of it comes from personal experience, and you just kind of start realizing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you never believe in ghosts until oh, yeah. it happens to you. Until it happens to you. Our grandmother, by the way, is a master genealogist. Genealogist. It's un, it's it's un, it is it's deep and detailed as you would believe. She and has helped other people find like birth yes, parents. Yes, yes. I feel like she is a true detective. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like if she wanted to start up her own shop there were people lining up at the door because she yeah. would be like, oh, by the way, I found that person you were looking for and every other person that you come from ever. Yeah. it's she, <laughs> she's a, She has that incredible ability to obsess yes. until she gets it done. Yes, yes. And having said that, I've sat with her and talked about this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm almost 30 years on this planet, you know, so that's millions of times we've talked. And this has never once come up. Yeah. Well, or, it or if it had, maybe I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Tell me more about whatever. I guarantee you it didn't come up because she doesn't really talk about it much. Really? I mean, she told me this story one time about six or seven years ago. And I really don't remember what brought it up, but I've never forgotten it. And it's just been crazy, you know? Like, it's just... But she did. She, she told me it one day. And I just... It's always blown my mind. And it's, I think part of it and I shouldn't be speaking for her but like I said she's always been attached to Minnie in some way right. and I mean talking about it is a painful thing yeah if you're talking about what happened exactly you know she was absolutely yeah. heartbroken you know and wow. so I it is it's a pretty sad story you know I mean because it was just the ultimate break of trust you know just right. complete betrayal yeah and by your child by your son yeah. Man. So. And I get it. I do get it. Like, I get that if you're telling this to an adult married son. Yeah. That's just how things work. You're going to go home and probably say something to your significant other. The way that grandma words it in her poem, which her poem is beautiful, it says that his metal wasn't strong enough. Right. He was, she was not the right choice. Right. She made an, she an error of judgment. With another son. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be firstborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually the youngest, and it was passed to her from her dad. She, I think she just... And maybe that's why it hurt so bad. I think she knew that she made the wrong yeah, choice. Yeah, she knew that she ultimately... I, I hate to say, I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, it just, in her mind, maybe she was the reason for the downfall. Yeah. Like, oh, I have completely broken this. Yeah. It's over. And I just... That's kind of cool, because I wish you could somehow communicate to her that like no now there's lots of us exactly that came from you and came from your children that have 
you know, again, I, I hesitate to say have abilities, but who embrace that side. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty much our first episode. And I, I, I really look forward to more moments where we kind of piece things together. I like think that. it's going to be interesting. I yeah. really think it is. Um, I am so, so glad we waited to do that because that was, I, it was really strong for yeah. me just now. I figured um, it would be. Yeah, it's really, really strong. And I'm actually having a little bit of trouble digesting it. It's going to take some time. Yeah, it's kind of. It took me a while. As things like that generally do. They yeah. sit on the top. I have oh. a gift for you. Yes. I do. I have a gift for you. I made, it wasn't the story? No, I made you a smudge wand. Oh my god! It's made out of wax, and a little bit of like, a little bit of fur. Oh my god! Yeah, and in some feathers. So this is beautiful. And this is wood from the woods. This is our wood. Oh my yeah. gosh! So I made you a little smudge wand. Thank you. You're welcome. This is beautiful. We have had such a thing with, with feathers, feathers. I know. Recently. And actually made you that before you told me about the feathers really? and before this feather showed up. We were presented, I was presented with this outrageously large. You know what? This is a goose feather. This is, is it? This is definitely a goose. I think it's a feather from a... This is a Canadian goose. I was trying to... What's the flying dinosaur? <laughs> a pterodactyl? Only a goose could have made something this big. This is an absolute mamma jamma. I think it was a hawk. It's a goose. And look at the colors. That's a goose. What big All right. fucking goose have you seen? They've been migrating over. How big are how big are geese? Fucking giant and evil. Really? Yeah, just pure seething evil. Well, I geese guess are absolute. We're learning which one of us knows a shit about animals and which one doesn't. Geese are the fucking worst. And so, anyway, <laughs> really, they will absolutely rip your face off. And so, uh, so we found this beautiful goose feather. Yeah, this incredible goose feather. But in all seriousness, it's almost two feet long. It's like every bit of twenty inches. It's probably. as big as your upper body. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> at, like I hold it up, and it goes from like my hip bones. To it my is shoulders. As, yeah. It's absurd. Placed at the hip, it goes to your nose. So it is an excellent smudge room feather. And this was just kind of a synchronicity that showed up. So, yeah, but there's your own. So now. Yes. Yes. I'm getting the urge to just like do that. <laughs> I'm glad you got it out of your system. <laughs> my wheeze. Okay. Go on. So, anyway, we've had a very good hour of sharing. It's been a very, it's been a sharing and caring hour. You're trying so, so hard sorry. not to laugh, and I love I'm it. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to make it as weird as I can. This is an amateur hour, and I think part of that means that we don't know how to wrap up a show yet. I also think it's it's part of the amateur hour that it's not a, it's not a fucking hour. No, it's, it's gonna never going to be an hour. It's going to be 45 minutes, or it's going to be two hours. If anything, it should be our goal to never let it be exactly an hour. We will not. Okay, we're shaking on it. Yeah. We are never going to let our show be an I actual hour. Because that it goes that against would be the amateur way, off-brand. Yeah, first of all, inauthentic. <laughs> and I've had a really, really good time with this. I I've, I've honestly, I know we're recording, and you know, part of this is for that. But I've had a really good time. I with really this. have. It's, I, it's been a, it's like a therapy session. It's cathartic. <laughs> well, it was so interesting. You, you pulled that tarot card before we started the mm-hmm. show, and one of the things it said that would help you because you were asking about your energy for the show. And it said speech therapy, like not speech therapy, but like talk therapy. Yeah, talk therapy, talk therapy. like mm-hmm. um, counseling type, or like speaking, right. getting it all out. And yeah, I think yeah. that's interesting because I think and that's I think what that's we're doing exactly. And if I've talked a lot this episode, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just so much came up 
I'm trying to remember next week we're going to have another one, you know? And yeah. And the week after that and the week after that, hopefully. So Yeah. I do. I feel like this first episode is a bit of an unleashing of the floodgate. Oh, yeah. Um, like we've said a hundred times, nobody's listening to the nobody, first episode. Yeah, I mean. So it's getting our voices on. We're pretty much, telling yeah. a cool story. We're saying hi to our listeners who are tracking back and trying to hear how completely terrible we were. Oh, when I we know. We are going to cringe. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Misplaced Remedy, Many Secret, by Anita Stubbs. The remedy is steeped in a secret that has no one left to tell. Its ancient recipe tumbled through time, from father through daughter to chosen male. More than ritualistic mumblings, more than a cure for infants' ails, the powerful words were guarded jewels embedded in mythic trust. When the whisperings fell on the maiden's ears, she pledged unequivocal guardianship and the words of primeval potency lay upon her lips. Mothers brought their babies for the healing the young girl made, in private antique utterings, blended with herbal blade. Time added a link to the maiden's chain, the expected son of destiny's choice. Without considering another in line, she passed her secret to her oldest boy. But the mother erred in judgment in choosing her firstborn son, for his mettle was weak when tested, and the troth was broken by his thoughtless tongue. No one knew why the woman cried. They knew not the grievous loss. The misjudged son was oblivious to the ancestral wrath he'd wrought. Though his mother heard the rumblings, the angry thoughts of those before, she could not deflect the sorrow that visited her firstborn's door. For the intended heir of the precious pearls, his daughter, not his wife, unaware of the legacy intended her, would be crushed in the prime of life. Could it be the precious secret held the power to heal this land? How much longer will the world have to wait for whispers from another clan? For a still small voice surviving time to connect with a knowing mind, to spark the thought of ancient decree for the healing of humankind.